We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome. It is Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you so much uh, for being tuned in on a beautiful Friday. Uh, at least driving in. Josh, did you notice there were no cars on the road? It was not you. Did you get tied up with a lot of traffic? It wasn't like traffic, but there was there was a decent amount of people driving. It wasn't like anything less than normal, though, huh. I, I wouldn't say. Well, I guess I must have hit a pleasant gap for a change. Anyway, uh, so glad you're here. So yesterday we ended the show with this topic, and I realized, okay, people really like this topic. In music radio, there's a little thing called playing the hits. And what they used to tell disc jockeys, now we're air personalities, what they used to tell disc jockeys back in the day was, you know what? By the time you're sick of the new Ann Murray record, listeners are just starting to like it, and we're going to play it once every hour and a half. Old enough, you might remember WGR when it was a music station. Every hour on the hour, Bee Gees, Nights on Broadway, without fail. Every hour on the hour, Gordon Lightfoot, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, without fail. Billy Joel, late 1970s, uh, Anthony's song, every hour on the hour that's moving out uh, without fail. So it's called playing the hits. So kind of using that same philosophy to bring back the topic which was so popular at the end of the show yesterday. And then in the 4 o'clock and later part of today's show, we'll get into some different things. But if you are just joining us, uh, talking about have you lost a wallet, purse, or cell phone? Did you get it back? What is your take on rewards? And do you think that people are good or are they not good? And we can also add into the discussion, has your car ever been dinged and did somebody leave a note? It's always a reason I bring up stories, guys. Has your car been dinged and did somebody leave a note? Remember that episode of Family Guy where Peter said, oh, I hit this guy's car, better leave a note. So he leaves a note, sorry, with a frowny face on it. <laughs> Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Well, let us get back to the calls, shall we? Uh, I want to do daylight savings time at 4 o'clock. So if you've got opinions on this whole fall back one hour this weekend, Saturday, two a- or Sunday, 2 a.m., um, I think we ought to talk about it because kind of embarrassed to admit this, I still don't understand the point. I, I, I don't understand the point. It does not increase productivity, which was why it was instituted when the United States entered the First World War so we could keep up with the krauts. Let's get to the calls. Here's Brenda in uh, Tonawanda on WBEN. Hello. Brenda, hello. Hi. Are you hearing me? Yes, I am. I think the bigger question, are you hearing me? <laughs> yeah, I uh, wasn't for a second there. Anyway, we were uh, on our way down to South Carolina for a couple of months, and we stopped in the Whirligig Park in Wilson, North Carolina. And apparently I lost my wallet, and I didn't realize it. 
Next thing I know, I'm getting a call from my daughter back up here in Tonawanda saying, Mom, did you lose your wallet? I go, what are you talking about? Oh, I did. So he's looking like crazy all over the park. And she gave me, uh, well, um, maybe I did realize I lost it before she called me. But anyway, she called. So then she gave me the phone number of this lady who said she found my wallet. She had seen my emergency contacts in the wallet and called my daughter. So then I called the lady and, I, you know, we said, well, where are you? She says, well, I'm on the other side of the park. So she was on one side of the park and we were on the other side looking for this wallet and I got it back, and there was money and credit cards, and we were thrilled and offered to give her a reward, which she wouldn't take. So I, I love it. I I love these people who don't take rewards. You offered one, but uh, they they did not accept it. Once you lost your wallet, do you find that you have a neurosis about losing it again? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, the reason the reason I, I ask is uh, just just the the one time I had a cell phone pop out of my back pocket at a local watering hole, two minutes of absolute heart racing, white in the face terror. Even though the cell phone's got a lock on it, um, it, it just everything in my life is on the cell phone. Everything, no kinky pictures, but everything else. <laughs> Uh, I thank that you. I don't do. I don't put all my information on my cell phone. I'm still a little behind the times with that. Not comfortable with it. Um, okay. Well, I believe me. Totally, totally understand. Um, and you know what? It's your cell phone, and you can use your cell phone or not use it any darn way you want to. Right. Who I know are I we to judge? They get upset with me because I won't. I say, call my home phone. I only use the, the cell phone for emergencies, basically, or when we're traveling. And they can't seem to understand it, but understood. I just my guns. <laughs> uh, un- understood. So, along with the landline, do you still keep a horse and buggy around, just out of curiosity? <laughs> no, but I was raised out near the Amish. <laughs> oh, how's your beard? Is it as long as their grandmothers? They were in the... All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. All right. See, you can always make fun of the Amish because they don't listen to the radio. They're not going to complain. We are boycotting. All right. I actually. Um, I, I don't you love the Amish? I mean, if if you're going to get outbid on a job, wouldn't you rather it be the Amish than anybody else? Seriously, um, that was sarcasm, humor, wit, and wry social thoughts all wrapped up into one neat little ball for you. I put a bow on it too. Here is uh, Joan in Tonawanda on WBEN. Joan, have you lost or found something? Um, about thirty years ago, I found a wallet in the parking lot of a grocery store that I had been at. And the wallet wouldn't close. It was so stuffed with money. It was like new bills, and it was like about an inch or two wide. It was just a lot of money, um, especially back then. I turned it into, um, I knew the grocery manager. I turned it into him, not to just anybody at the service desk. And I found out later um, that a guy came in and he had been at the bank next door. Uh, so we got his money back. And then about three weeks later, I won a thousand dollars at a, um, fire hall function. So do you think there's a karmic connection between your honesty and goodness and the fact that you won the thousand dollars? I do. Cause I'm not that lucky. <laughs> Who is, but do you, uh, mm-hmm. 
just just out of curiosity, did you count exactly how much money was in the bulging, thick Tony Soprano big wallet? I did not. I just picked it up, and I was just shaking. I don't know, and I just took it in. Huh. Um, so I don't know how much it in was there. Well, I'm sure good. it was all, all 20s, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But you know, here's here's the thing about just tur- tur- uh, turning something like that over to a third party. Do you wonder? Do you wonder if the third party was as honest as you? That that makes me a little uncomfortable. I don't know that I would turn it over to a third party without a written receipt which itemized the contents of the wallet, including the amount of money, and making a note of the person's name and address so I could track them down and say, look, I've got a itemized uh, bill of lading for what I turned in. Did you get it all back? Yeah. Um, I didn't turn it into the service desk because I didn't know any of the people there, and I didn't want to just give it to some kid. That's why I gave it to the um, grocery manager who was a friend of mine. Ah, well, that uh, that clarifies uh, the story. Do you think people are generally good or generally inclined to do bad things if they think they can get away with it? Uh, no, I don't. I think that's only a small percentage of people. The bad people? Yeah, the bad people. Hope you're right. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call, my love. Oh, I have, I have one more um, a sh- a short story. It's a sad one. Oh. My grandfather was killed um, walking along the street. He died there, and somewhere he carried all his money with him. Somewhere from when he was killed to the hospital, someone stole his money. You have got to be kidding me. No. Okay, that that's that is beyond reprehensible, and I, I don't mean to. I will tell you a story I was told in. St. Charles, Missouri, about uh, parents who had been killed in a crash and a very fancy wristwatch somehow was lost in the crash along with a very full wallet. And the person believed it was at that time they were called ambulance attendants or ambulance drivers. Uh, And I I don't mean to impugn the uh, emergency responders today, but uh, I think in The Sopranos, there's a reference to a wallet autopsy. Uh, Thank you very much. I got to move on to some other folks. Thank you uh, very much. What a horrible story. But there have been cases of, mentioned this yesterday, plane crashes where before the emergency people can get there, um, people will rifle through the dead people's wallets and rip them off. Is If there's a more ghoulish and reprehensible thing a human being can do, uh, I'd be hard-pressed to name it. And people are capable of some pretty depraved stuff. Here is Ken in Niagara Falls on WBEN. Oh, that story was a bummer. I wish he would have held it back. Uh, but we did ask. Here's Ken. Hello. Hello, Tom. Yes, sir. Tom. The best Christmas gift I ever got is that I pulled into a 7-Eleven here on Ni- in Niagara Falls on Pine Avenue, and all of the parking spots alongside of the store was already taken, and I had to back up and park where the employees parked. I get out of my car. There's a cigarette, uh, you know, what do you call it, a little snap wallet that there was cigarettes in it, 
And so I picked it up and opened it up, and there was a lot of money in there. This was, you know, 15 years ago or more. So it was like two, 300 bucks in there. And so now I go into the store, and I said, hey, I found this in the parking lot. Uh, does this belong to you, any of you? And they were all very, very happy. The woman who owned it had went home crying. It was the week before Christmas. That was her kids' Christmas gifts. And I says, where does she live? And I took it to her house, and I gave it to her, and she just cried. She just cried. She just cried. And I'm going to tell you, it's the best Christmas present that I have ever received was a thank you for her because she was going to use that money to buy Christmas gifts for her kids, and it was sort of like me being able to buy those Christmas gifts for her children. And it was just, it was the best Christmas that gift that I had given in I don't know how many years. We all applaud what you did. You could have been the Grinch who stole Christmas, uh, but you were not the Grinch who stole Christmas. Little unclear as to how you found out whose it was. Well, because the employee whose it was, there was no identification in it. But when I went in and I said, I found this over, you know, on the other side of the parking lot. Uh, do anybody, any of you guys know who this is? All of the employees was, oh, yes, because the woman had came back crying. She was an employee of that 7-Eleven. Gotcha. Now I get it. I'm a little yeah. slow, Ken. You'll forgive me. Uh, no, thank you. Tom, Tom, the last thing, you are is slow. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty slow. Uh, thanks very much. I, I appreciate it, Ken, very much. Uh, 803-0930, have you lost something? Have you found something? Did you get it back? If you found it, what did you do? Um, are people basically good or bad? And the other wrinkle we're throwing in, as long as we're talking about human nature, your car got dinged. Somebody ran into it. Did they leave a note, or did they just go off into the distance? Here is Charlie in Williamsville. Charlie, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Yes, sir. I got sir. a good and bad story. This is a good one, though. I uh, went up to Canada years ago, many years ago, to visit an establishment in Canada uh, to improve my cultural experience. Yeah, dancing and, uh, dancing is a very important element in uh, human behavior and entertainment. I agree, sir. Yeah, ballet is fun. But I uh, parked my truck there, and uh, and uh, I had a fanny pack, and I only you know wanted to bring Canadian money and left. I, I need you to, Charlie, Charlie, I cannot continue the call unless you close a window or go inside. The wind is too, is too loud. Yeah, I do. I got I got to I got to end it. Uh, I'll put you on hold and try again because I, I just can't. I can't. Um, let's go to Mark in Angola. And um, Mark, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Mark in Angola. Hello. How you doing, Tom? Great show. Yes, sir. Well, I, yeah, I mean, why not? Sure. Thank you. It's, well, I got two, one real quick, and the other one's a little bit more detailed. I have a father. He passed in 74, but he was a, a water well driller, and he was working in the back of a, a vineyard. And at the same time, they were picking grapes, and there was a lot of migrant workers, and that's really common out where I live. And as they were coming out, they were coming out in the dark. There was a lunchbox laying in between the grape rows, which had obviously fallen off the trailer. Well, they were there for three days, and he knew that since they only had half the field picked, that the workers would be back. So he picked the lunchbox up, took it home, brought it back the next day, gave it to the woman, found the woman, 
gave it to the woman, and there was $6,000 in it. Did he know there was $6,000 in it? No, he never opened it. Wow. It was in 1970. That, okay, that is incredible, and I have so many questions that you wouldn't know the answers to, like, Exactly. I'm sorry about that. She have a little side hustle, selling something on the side. That would be one. Uh, but that's no, it was supposedly her life saving. That that, that that could be another quite easily. Uh, that's a lot of money for 1970. Yes. Good lord! I love that story. And it's you know that's pretty cool. It's something that's traveled. That story's traveled our family for a long time. That's that's, that's who we, we are. He was a first division marine in Guadalcanal. Outstanding. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate um, I'm sorry? I have one quick one. Yes. This year, I found a credit card in a parking lot. Did it manager? And it turned out the lady came back crying, looking for it. And, well, she got it back. You're, you're a good man and a great American, sir. Thank you very well, much. This is how we're supposed to be. I, I don't disagree. Thank you uh, kindly. I appreciate that. See, with, with credit cards, if you have one credit card that you use for your auto pays, do you know what a pain in the butt it is when you got to update the expiration date with all of the auto pays on your credit card and having to do it any more than necessary by replacing a lost credit card? Wouldn't that be annoying? Let's try Charlie again in uh, Williamsville, uh, who now has ducked out of the wind. Charlie, get back to you your story. Me? Yes, sir. You're, you're in Canada. You're enriching the relations between Canadians and Americans at the ballet. Hid my hid my fanny pack under the seat of my truck. Come out uh, from uh, being inside, and they punched the, the lock in my truck. I look inside; the fanny pack's gone. I'm besides myself. All my ID, everything, including money that's stuffed in the fanny pack, U.S. money. I mean, I was just sick. I come back to Buffalo, trying to change all my credit cards and get a new license and everything else. Then a couple days go by, and I get a phone call, and it's from a Canadian number. And, and they says, well, we found, is your name so-and-so? We found this at the side of the road. And, uh, uh, and I said, yeah. And I thought, well, what does this person want? What do you want? I, are you, do you want me to give you money? Are you wanted to know more information about my credit card so you get my PIN numbers? What? I was really skeptical. Well, he goes, no, no, no. I, I work for the town uh, lawn, uh, the, the, the highway department, and I'm going down the highway headed north toward the reservation, and I saw a fanny pack and a strewn of papers and everything, cards and, and credit cards and your ID and everything. He says, I got out of, off my, my, my lawnmower, and I picked it all up, and I've got it here at my house. And I said, you're kidding. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, you know, I'd like to get it back to you if you'd like. I said, oh, my God, sure. I said, I'll pick prepaid FedEx. I says, I'll, I'll send it to me uh, immediately. He did. I got it FedEx. I called uh, the Buffalo News. And I said, here's this great Canadian. Canadians are great people. I said, this guy got all my ID back. I didn't get the money back. The fanny pack was crap, shredded. But he says he sent it all to me. So I called the news. They've been a front-page story for the guy. And I offered him uh, bison tickets to a bison game, lunch, and Chotskis from bison Chotskis. And he came down to him and his wife, and they, and they went to the game, and they enjoyed that stuff. And uh, what a feel-good story that was for me. I'll tell you. I, Charlie, I never that, thought that that's great. But the to, let's not forget, though, uh, that the reason that whole thing started is uh, you got nicked in the parking lot by some 
probably a drug-addled uh, uh, individual yeah, who took your they, money. They said they come down from the reservation. They, 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 nicked, they That's what the police said. Hold, hold on, hold on. If you got something else, Charlie, got I must take a break. I'm a prisoner of the clock. I haven't, I haven't a choice. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medela. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Billy Joel opened with this at the stadium on a beautiful night. 338 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Bowerly. Welcome to the show. If you're just joining us um, till 4 o'clock, we're talking about something we ended with yesterday, and that is you lost a cell phone. You lost a wallet. You lost a purse. Did you get it back? Um, how about rewards? Do you feel like I should get a reward? You've turned in the wallet. I should. I've earned a reward. Or is doing the right thing its own reward? Um, you got your car dinged in a parking lot? Did somebody leave a note or did they just drive off? I would say driving off is probably more the rule than the exception for a lot of people. Most people? I don't know. Uh, let's go back to uh, Charlie in uh, Williamsville. Uh, apparently an extended call with uh, Charlie. Okay, told the story about the Canadian who turned in his fanny pack. And uh, by the way, Charlie, you and a fanny pack, I cannot see coexisting, but... Uh, it was a long time ago. All right. When they were, when they were in style. Yeah, Here's no, they've never story. been in style, sir. I'm <laughs> Especially not for a guy like you. Come on. A big guy with a fanny pack. But here's a, here's a second good story. I'll make it really quick. I'm working out at the stadium in the VIP section of the stadium. Bill's game. Uh, a guy comes up to me and says, uh, I lost my cell phone. Do, 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 can you help me? Does anybody? I'm looking throughout the whole section. I'm walking around, looking in aisles, looking everywhere. It's second quarter, getting into the third quarter. He tells me, I says, well, what's the phone number? Can you give me the phone number? He goes, yeah. He goes, look, I'm an, I'm an exec with Intel. My whole life is on there. I'm a vice president. I, I, I could lose my job. There's, there's private stuff on that phone. you got to help me. I said, okay, so I dialed the phone number from the third quarter to the fourth quarter. Every two minutes, every three minutes, I'm standing there dialing, using my phone to dial that number. Ring, 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 no answer. Ring, 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 no answer. Finally, around the fourth quarter, somebody picks up. Hello? I says, excuse me, this is the FBI. The phone that you are holding is, belongs to a very VIP important person. Please do not hang up. 
If you're standing wherever you are, let us know where you are. We will do, we will come to that spot in the parking lot wherever in the parking. We'll, we'll come there, and you will get a reward for the phone. Do not leave. Do not move. Oh, okay, okay. I'll I'll be ready. So I go to the guy. I go look. I found this guy. He's in the parking lot. He's in uh, parking lot five, uh, underneath the lamp post at uh, section H. I told him to stay there. He goes, oh man, okay, great. He runs out there. He gets it. He gets his phone. Gives the guy uh, Dukes him a fifty dollars for the for the trouble because it was very important to him. He remembered me. He remembered my phone number. He was from San Francisco, but originally from Buffalo. Every year that he came back from San Francisco to visit his mother here in town, he would stop in and give me a uh, a twenty five dollars Starbucks gift gift card every year. Every time he came in, he'd come walking in. He says, "I do, you don't know how much I appreciated this what wow. you did for me to help me get me saved my life." And yeah. after you did I, your time for criminal impersonation, did things work out okay? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it worked out great. I got a twenty-five dollar gift every year. I didn't want it, but you know, I don't even like Starbucks. I like Tim Hortons. So if you're gonna bring me anything, bring me Tim Hortons. That's that. All right, great stories. Great stories. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, I, I, Bye. Th- thank you. Uh, that would be. Uh, did you hear his voice? If you heard his voice telling you this is the FBI, the phone you have is a very important. F- I, I would stay stationary. Then again, I'd want to see credentials when the dude came to pick up the... Yeah, let me see your tin, buddy. <clears throat> Let's go back to the calls on WBEN. Here is uh, Dan in North Tonawanda. Dan, you are on. Hello. Thank you for holding. What's your story? You're welcome. And it's um, it's about my kids. They're, they're they're the right thing. I'm My honor and integrity is questionable from time to time, but this <laughs> is them. And they did the right thing. So we were at Bennett Beach this last summer. I have... Uh, a beaded necklace that was made by a friend of ours, and it's just an ornamental thing, doesn't no value, but it means something to me. I came out of the water, and I'm sitting on the on the our little blanket, and I noticed my necklace was gone, and I started to fret over the issue. My brother immediately he's like, "Well, let's get out there and go look." I'm like, "Dude, that is absolutely a joke, impossible." So we go out in the water where the rest of the family is in the deep end, which is about five feet, and. I'm telling my kids, I'm like, oh, my necklace is gone. So my boy, he's, he says, well, where were you last? So we, I identified the area. We all started to go down and, and swim around and look. And then all of a sudden, he refined his question. He said, where did you first go underwater? And I said, that's a good question. I pointed to another area in the water. My daughter went over there and proceeded to swim around and, and do her thing and 15 minutes later emerged. This was about an hour and a half distance at like time. The time span was about an hour and a half. Fourth of July weekend at Bennett Beach, as many people as can get in that little area in the water as possible. So all types of turbulence and things moving. My daughter went to the location we pointed to, went underwater, and came up with my necklace. Good for her. Yeah, absolutely. You that, know, that, I thought, that's a really that's a really cool story. I mean, the the jewelry thing wasn't part of the question, but it's still a good story, and it kind of fits. Absolutely, and uh, so the kids were rewarded with ice cream. You know, obviously, <laughs> it was a reward for, for good behavior. They <laughs> claimed it, and I was willing to sacrifice, even though it was my jewelry and it was my effect. And all right, I guess the lake needs it more than I do. <laughs> No, no, no. The lake is has no use for your necklace, sir. But uh, kudos to your kids. Are they all grown up now? Yeah, uh, he's fifteen and she's seventeen. So you still you still have the necklace? 
Yes, I do. I have it on right now. That's outstanding, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You know, a uh, buddy of mine, Jim, with a metal detector, uh, he's the area's leading metal detectorist and involved in a big project uh, with him, which is taking forever to complete. Uh, but Jim finds on one of his metal detector expeditions this dude's World War II dog tags. World War II dog tags. Cleans him off. Gets the guy's name. Goes to the guy's house, says, I found, sir, your World War II dog tags. Guy looks at him and says, you should have left him where you found him. <laughs> like, oops. Every now and again, you see these stories about people with metal detectors finding rings. There was a story 30 years ago, Shirkston, some metal detectorist or somebody found this old ring from, it might have been Bennett High School and uh, was able to reunite the ring with its rightful owner after that long a period of time. But the look on the metal detectorist's face when the guy said, you should have left him where you found him, I would pay to see that look. Back to the calls on WBEN. Here's, uh, oh, it's Barbara Eden, or actually Barbara in Eden on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. How are you? Quite fine, thank you. Hey, first, I want to thank you for all your history. I absolutely love listening to your excitement about the history that you do. It's so great. I oh, love it. Thank you. Just keep, so, keep something in mind that what we think of as history is only our best guess as to what really happened. Can't, I, we, we never know the absolute facts. It's all, most of it's a guess. I love to hear you talk about history, and that teacher that comes on is great. So anyways, I'll tell you about my story. It was just last October I went to the Netherlands. My son was doing a semester in Wageningen in the Netherlands. And um, so I was very, I've never traveled to Europe, so it was my first time. And I left on a, on a Friday morning, and I, got, I left Friday night, got there Saturday morning. And right away, my son, you know, he's, I'm, I'm older mom, and he's a younger kid. <laughs> And right away, he's like, Mom, Mom, let's go. Let's get our bikes. So I went and got our bike at 9 o'clock in the morning right after we got in, drove around the local market, jumped on the train, went to Amsterdam. So now it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I had so much fun riding my bike all over there. It was just a blast. Um, everything was beautiful. So anyways, he had planned for us to go to the Kukanoff, where all the tulips are, um, on Sunday. So we... Um, I drove around. We, we actually found someone to take our pictures. We weren't looking for them, but they t the woman was from Williamsville, New York. Oh, wow. In front of one of the buildings. What are the chances? And then we're, uh, we went and got some lunch, and we were on our way to take another bus closer to the Kukanoff, where we had a, um, a reservation for a hotel. So it was, it was, it was a lot. So... We were just heading off to the to the bus, and I got my tire. I thought I was going to get it stuck in the tracks right in the in the in the city. And three guys are coming at me with their bikes, and I I fell. But I got up and laughed it off. But in the meantime, my son put his brakes on really hard and wrecked his bike. So long story short, we're walking. So we took our we walked to the to the bus stop, put our bikes on the bus. The bus driver was really nice. He told us how to get where we had to go, and we'd have to walk a bit, so that's fine. I made the mistake of taking my backpack off on the bus. 
And sure enough, I got off the bus and my backpack was right there. Long story short, it's Saturday night about 8 o'clock. We finally made it to the hotel. But one of the things we found in the Netherlands was they have an app that's called I Lost It. And the problem was I couldn't, I couldn't get onto the app until Monday morning. So long story short, I did get my backpack back. It had money in it, it had my passport, it had euros and American money in. And, um, but through the app, I lost it. It was amazing what people had lost. And um, we, we put the information in on a Monday, and um, I had to go back through all these trains and whatever to get it, but I, I got uh, it back. So. But it, and you, you received it un, unmolested and untouched and unharmed. You know, it was really kind of cool. Yes, I did. It was um, the bus driver. I, I, I'm assuming that the bus driver picked it up because it was late at night and they closed the buses down. Well, good. I tell you, good for the people of the Netherlands and Amsterdam. For some reason, my daughter spent a lot of time in Amsterdam when she was studying in Europe. I can't imagine why that would have been the case. You want but to I, I'm sorry? Why? Because there's no potholes. It's flat as a pancake. It's the best place to ride your bike. I'm not about the hills. It was so much fun. Cool. Well, thank you kindly, Barb. I'm glad you got your backpack back. Oh, yeah. Thank yep. thank, thank you so much. Actually, uh, Josh Schmidt spent uh, many a fine teenage night cooking off. Back to the calls. Here is uh, CJ in Buffalo. CJ, lost and found. You're on WBEN. Yes. Hello. I have two feel-good stories about losing a wallet. This does not involve somebody being killed in an accident and being ripped off while dead. Good. No, no, no. Okay, my daughter left her wallet on the New York City subway. Uh, she was young and carefree. And uh, about two weeks later, a big fat envelope arrived at the house and the wallet was inside. And there was a note that said something like, I find this on Subway in New York, USA. Have a blessed day. And it was signed with just a first name only, no last name. The return address was just a street, New York, New York. I mean, it was so wonderful that everything was in the wallet, but there was no way to thank the person. Oh, that's, and, uh, that's unfortunate, but what a great story. I love it. Oh, yeah. On the Subway. Okay. And on another occasion, that same daughter, she had her wallet taken out of her car here in Buffalo. And a few days later, an entire family shows up at the house with the wallet. Well, not with the wallet, but they showed up. Apparently, whoever took the wallet, they took out the cash and they kept the nice leather wallet. But they put all the cards in a collection box at a church and this family apparently they were parishioners at this church and they showed up at my house with everything driver's license credit cards everything wow they really went the extra mile unfortunately uh there was a thief that's our second thieving story charlie in williamsville had our first thieving story uh or no that was actually the person who's yeah thank you very much appreciate the call you're welcome Good stuff. Here is by by the way, do you, do you guys think that some people are just prone to losing things? That that some people just for whatever reason, maybe it's ADHD, are always losing stuff. 
And even if you don't have ADHD, do you find that you are always misplacing the same thing, whether it's your car key, your house keys, cell phone in my house, cell phone in my house, once a day, maybe, sometimes once a week, what the hell did I do with my cell phone? Yeah. Here is Eric in East Aurora. Eric, you are on WBEN. Go right ahead. Tom, I love what you do. Well, you're kind. Great. Um, um, I've been listening to you. I used to drive truck years ago. All I had was an AM radio, 550, and it was Tom Bowerly. <laughs> Bowerly in the morning or something. Breakfast, breakfast, with, with, breakfast with Bowerly. And the funny thing is, is that was 10 years after I started. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, long time ago. And I've been listening to you ever since. Uh, you're you're one of the greats. I'm 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 just plugging you because you know it's the Buffalo history of AM radio. You're the best. You're a genius, and you won't admit it, but you know you are. No, I'm I'm actually quite stupid, but uh, I appreciate the kind words. But uh, give us give us your story, please. Okay, so I I mow for a cemetery in a beautiful Southern Tier town. So on this road, a uh, lot of traffic. I'm mowing. I see this portfolio and legal papers out on the street. I'm going, I'm not going to go out here and get run over by a semi. And I uh, made my second pass, and I said, no, I got to do this. So I did. And it was a legal papers in portfolio from a, a lawyer in Batavia who, who was doing, um, you know, things there for uh, – underprivileged people, let's say, in the town that I worked for. Right. Assigned counsel. Uh, could have been. I didn't know. All right. So I call. They had the uh, emails and stuff. Uh, so I called the one lady, and she was very nice. She says, yeah, you did the right thing. Thank you. And I says, well, I didn't want this getting in the wrong hands. I sent everything. I, I, I paid the postage. <laughs> nothing i'd never heard anything back from them and i don't want you know to be um paid for or anything like that it's just i could not believe not even a thank you with all the information that i had on that which i did not look at no sir i i i I have to break but uh, thank you very much a uh a, a thank you note at least would have been very appropriate don't you think a thank you note, something like that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, daylight savings time. Want to get into that next on News Radio 930 WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 